ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the You Mad Bro podcast, and I warn you of mature content ahead. This show aims to tackle controversial topics going on in the world on a week-to-week basis. The platform of this program is opinionated and occasionally supported by examples and facts, but does not ever aim to be definite. That being said, the views offered by our hosts and guests are not intended to offend or hurt the feelings of any person, no matter their race, gender, sexual orientation, political viewpoint, etc., They only serve as catalysts for poor attempts at humor and maybe a different way of thinking. If you're such an individual that is easily offended or cannot handle your own viewpoints being challenged, you've been adequately warned to not participate. If you're still with us, then please stand, kneel, or lay down. Just be sure to remove your ball caps for the national anthem. What? You mad, bro? Everyone settle down, settle down. We are back for another episode of the Mad Bro Podcast. This one might be a little short this week. We weren't actually playing a recording, but uh, things have changed due to poor internet. Thanks, Comcast. Uh, but we're back for another week of the You Mad Bro Podcast on AmbiguousPodcastSolutions.com. Go there to find all of our archives, except the ones that don't exist, but all the available archives. This is episode number 60. The countdown to 100 is coming next year. <laughs> I hope you're excited. You can join the excitement on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube at You Mad Bro Pod on Instagram, You Mad Bro, you Mad Bro Podcast on Facebook, and You Mad Bro Podcast on YouTube. If you like this hour bird, you can cut it down into clips, video bites, and um, as soon as Luke gets around to it. So thanks, Luke. Um, this week, Trump didn't pay his taxes to the surprise of literally no one, including President Trump. Yeah. Um, that was leaked. That was released. Me and, Ex- me and Nash are going to go over it. Talk about it, the numbers, what's going to happen next, and how I can do this without getting arrested. <laughs> the answer is you probably can't unless you're the president. That's pretty horrible. I feel like a lot of people do it who are uber wealthy. Yeah, there's there's tax loopholes. I think in general we can kind of talk about it. I'm not a financial analyst or an expert, so I don't really know how they do it, but I'm assuming they do it legally. Otherwise, they wouldn't be walking on the free state. But uh, Nash, we're actually getting to that. I have a little, I have a little uh, quick quick sideberg here to tell you. A quick, uh, a quick off-the-cuff story I want you to laugh at. Quick sideberg. Yeah, okay. so, so uh, sideberg is something from the Kings of the Rings podcast. Instead of saying sidebar, we say sideberg. If you listen to King, if you listen to King's Rings podcast, you'll know what I mean. Shout out to Ricky and Kate um, on the biggest podcast com. But anyway, Nash, a bunch of influencers, social media influencers, oh, yeah, have got, have gotten busted for taking pictures, quote unquote, pictures in a private jet. But it wasn't really a private jet; it was a studio you yeah. can rent for sixty four dollars an hour that looks like a private jet. And this had me waffling. Yeah, no, I thought it was really funny because I actually saw um, clips that people had. Um, uh, they had like screenshotted people's stories when they heard about it. Yeah. And then they screenshotted after they edited it and it was like flying off. And then two minutes later, the editor was like, parentheses, this was a, this was a photo shoot, by the way. This is a photo <laughs> shoot in a studio. So you, in yeah. case you forgot, I was fake. As, I was fake. <laughs> now you're a reminder. Us social media influencers, they're, they're fake. Because there was some rapper they said tried to do it too. It's like Bow Wow did it years yeah, ago. Yeah, Bow Wow. Bow Wow where, did it years ago. Where he said he was, uh, he posted a picture of a private plane, like he was about to get on it. And then somebody saw him on like a standard on the bus just like on a standard <laughs> flight going and it was so funny oh he was riding coach yeah well i mean people do that all the time this isn't really anything new like people take pictures in front of jets like that like 
they take pictures and they like they rent these cars out like little dicky and save that money they yeah. just they rent a car out take these pictures and they don't actually own it or do anything with it to which i just go how sad is your life yeah because it's one thing to like you're vacationing somewhere and you're like okay you oh rent, yeah of you course. rent a pretty nice car just to enjoy it's a rental yeah the cheapest tires you can own are on a rental and <laughs> <laughs> and uh but this is just like absurd this is like just trying to brag like okay <laughs> you're so cool <laughs> it's, it's it's a new level of shallow <laughs> yeah so yeah i just i just wanted to hear you giggle about that so okay before we actually get into the hard times ladies and gentlemen of uh, the elections in 37 days from now and um Let's see if tax uh, tax return Trump gets comes back to bite him. Knowing how this guy has like a has a bulletproof vest on twenty four seven, and uh, and the guy and like the cure for vampirism, this can't just can't get him. This guy is not going to go down by anything. So the Times, the New York Times, so you know it's credible. Yeah, that's that's something. Well, that's something to note too is that the Times is pretty much the only one with this story. Yeah, because they're the one with the uh, the person who's leaking it. Well, as I, their source. I will say about the New York Times, I know we, we dumped on them. We dunked on them a few weeks ago. We dunk on them when they're bad. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But, you know, there, there's a lot of times where the New York Times will do years and years of investigative journalism that take a lot of manpower, a lot of effort, a lot of funding, the good journalists, as I call them, to reveal stories like this. And a lot of times they kind of get just brushed under the news cycle. Like it'll mm-hmm. be in a news cycle for like a few hours and it's just gone, which is why they don't really do that kind of journalism that much. It's yeah. not, it's the ROI is pretty much zero. Um, but something like this, uh, in my opinion, is pretty good investigative journalism. Yeah. So, and it's, it's something people have been talking about for years. Where's Trump's tax returns? It's been, it's been the birth certificate to Obama is Trump with his tax return. Except yeah. one is way more credible than the other. Yeah. The precursor to this is pretty much before he was running, he said, Oh, if I'm nominated, I'll definitely release him yep. before I'm president. Um, and then he didn't, and then he kept saying he would, and then he was nominated, and then he said he couldn't, and then they, you know, asked him, well, why, why can't you? And he's like, oh, because I'm being audited. And he went with that story for a few months, and then they asked, like, the, the guy that's the head of the IRS, like, yeah. like, what's the deal with it? And they're like, a few things to get straight. He said he's being audited for 12 years. <laughs> that, like is impossible. The IRS will audit somebody for about a year and that's it. And then they, if they're going to audit them again, they wait two to three years. Well, Nash, can you explain auditing to a dumb, dumb like me? It's essentially, you have a lot of forensic, uh, accountants, um, go in and look through your books. They go through all your transactions to see that they all match up and they all make sense. You're not doing anything illegal. You're not laundering money. You're not putting it in offshore accounts illegally. You're not sort of saying that this is a charity when in reality it isn't. Right. Uh, things like that. So it's, it's pretty much uh, accountants drawing the I's and crossing the T's. Yeah, it's straight up like uh, there. I think it's probably one of the coolest titles as a forensic accountant. <laughs> it's like you straight up are, you know, like a detective accountant. You're the, you're, you're the bones of accounting. <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I wish there was like a cooler detective to say. <laughs> I don't know many forensic and all like that. That really smart dude from Criminal Minds. All right, I'm a Poindexter. About him. I don't know if his name's Poindexter, but one of the one of the guys on. Uh, you're the mold. You're the Mulder and Scully. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 the Joe Maganello on <laughs> Criminal Minds. But yeah, so they really, you know, it, very smart people um, are doing it just to make sure that all of your numbers make sense because there are some sort of discrepancies that. 
like if you're paying people in cash, um, that kind of thing, just for contract work, that kind of right. thing. It's you can't really find it to a T, but you'll see that that expense was sort of paid. You may not be able to find the exact person that received it, but you know that most of that, all of that should be able to be accounted for because it's mm-hmm. hard numbers. It's you can't just make something. Numbers can't just disappear, mm-hmm. and that's essentially what they look for is the numbers not adding up. But it is a very difficult job. Now, how how does the time New York Times like get these returns? Because like, isn't your, your tax returns is like isn't that like confidential private information that you get? I can't just go on Google and look up like how like how 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 can I legally obtain someone's tax returns? I know exactly. They, in pretty much all circumstances, they have to give them up. Um, or make them public record. So the IRS has to do it. Sort of. Or, 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 the, or the person themselves. Yeah, right? um, yeah, they have to do it voluntarily for most circumstances. And most people don't because, well, if they did, they might they might get audited. So, Because <laughs> like, even the thing about getting audited is you may not even know you're doing something illegal. You just may have done like one or two things wrong on accident. Right. But you can still get fined and penalized for it. Yeah. No, so it's, mistakes happen. Sure. A lot of people, you know, aren't professional accountants. And so they don't know 100% what they're doing. So they just don't want that risk to be available, even if they're not doing something right. And the thing with Trump is he has hundreds of companies that he's affiliated with and associated with. So. He has teams of accountants. Yeah, doing this, his whole family does. Yeah, doing his tax returns must take the year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like as soon as January first hits, it's all the way until April. And that's kind of the funny thing is that it's more valuable for him to hire a vast amount of tax professionals to handle his taxes than it is for him to just pay them. Hmm. Yeah, that's what always sort of amazes me that the, the the taxes are so high that 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 actually makes sense to me. Yeah, do. damn. All right. So the Times obtained Donald Trump's tax information extending more than two decades, revealing struggling properties. No shock there. Vast write-offs. No shot. No shot. No no shock there. Even you say an audit battle and hundreds of millions in debt coming due. This guy's just bad with money. Yeah. Uh, the Times also attained tax return data extending more than two decades for Mr. Trump and the hundreds of companies that make up his business organizations, including detailed information from his first two years in office. It does not include personal returns to 2018 or 2019, probably because 2019 hasn't been filed yet. Uh, most stories will follow, uh, but the New York Times are the only ones with access to the returns for Trump. So good on them, man. Yeah, the it's Times. A, it's essentially, you know... It's essentially one person has leaked this information and they haven't shown any firsthand evidence. Like they haven't shown any of the documents or whatever for his return, assuming it's to protect their source. But oh, of course, you know, just just so everybody's aware, none of this is 100 percent fact as far as I'm concerned, just because it's one source that I don't know. And I haven't seen the direct evidence. Yeah, because like really leaking these tax returns sounds just as illegal as not paying the taxes in those returns. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it, it is a morally and legal questionable thing to do. I don't know how whistleblower laws. Oh, <laughs> uh, they're not good. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, 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 then again, you know, this isn't necessarily a national security threat, right? Like Snowden and uh, Assange were caught for pot for national security and uh treason. 
Yeah. This isn't this. This might not necessarily be treason. You're just breaking like 50 school rules. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's def. It, I'll say this. I think it's worse if they leak this and it's false. Because oh, yeah. you'll get wrecked with defamation. Oh yeah, no, you'll be in jail for a very long time. But if you know that, that's why kind of it seems more plausible this is real because you wouldn't want to risk that. Yeah. I mean, I, I just reading these numbers, like it sounds very believable. Like yeah. nothing here. It's okay. So like he had no income taxes at all in 10 of the previous 15 years before being elected, largely because uh, he reported losing much more money than he made. Like that, I, t- I believe all of those words. Yeah, that makes sense. So if you are losing money... You, you don't you don't have to pay taxes. You don't file because you don't you didn't make anything. You don't have an income. Yeah. Um. But this this is the numbers that I'm fairly certain are hard numbers that everybody can look at. Is the seven hundred fifty dollars? So he paid seven hundred fifty dollars in income tax the year he won the presidency. In his first year in the White House, he paid another seven fifty. So in 2016 and 2017, he paid seven hundred fifty dollars each. So like fifteen hundred dollars in two years. Yeah. You fucking kidding me? Yeah, exactly. How can I only pay fifteen hundred dollars of taxes in New Jersey for over two years without getting arrested? No, that that's the thing. Is he uh, a lot? A lot of trends on Twitter right now are people like posting how they pay more taxes than Trump did. Yeah, I mean, because that, that that's that's the thing. Like it, it sounds highly, 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 ridiculously, astronomically unlikely. Yeah, but if. He did all this legally. Man, good for him. I'll say it. He, really? He played his system if he did it legally, first of all. Yeah. Right? Because that's if, one thing. If yeah. you if you can get away with just not paying taxes completely scot-free and legal, I'm not gonna say you're a bad person. I'm gonna say you're a fucking genius and need to share your secrets. <clears throat> and that's kind of what gets to the heart of this issue, is it's kind of okay, if he did this. And, you know, that because that's typically my interpretation of it is good on you. But he's also, you know, on the record saying people should pay their taxes. Although the second he, he was saying he wasn't going to show his tax returns, he and he was being accused of things like this. He started saying, well, if I didn't pay them, good on me for tricking the system. So it's a flip of the coin, clearly, with yeah. whatever the circumstances, that's the face he's going to show. Yeah, I'm, I'm not one of those taxationist theft people. I'm not one of those libertarians. Um, you know, people do make a, an argument that you know, taxation isn't really part of the constitution, especially the income tax. Yeah. But I understand and recognize and appreciate the importance of the income tax. Like I understand that some states don't have it. Uh, New York could not exist like that. New York needs an income tax because there's just too many people here. Does it? Oh, for sure. Mm. How else, how else would New York city operate without taxes? Well, it doesn't have to be an income tax. Because maybe if their funds were better managed. I mean, sure. Sure. I mean, that's debatable. That's that's definitely up in the yeah. air for a debate. But like, you know, those... Ta- but again, again, what are those... What does specifically the income tax pay for? I have no idea because I don't get receipts. Yeah, exactly. You can't have an itemized bill. Yeah, like taxing. my income tax for New York go to the military budget for all I know. Yeah. I wonder how they do do that. I wonder if they just dump like... Like, oh, this whole person tax is just going to this one thing. Or you think they divide it up? You know, I bet the person who does it doesn't even know. Yeah. It's like South Park with the internet. It's the family guy things. There's a bunch of, like, narwhals and a fucking fish tank. Oh, yeah. That's how you divvy up taxes. And that's kind of really a larger issue that I have with the whole system is that it is a lot of unknowns when I feel like we should all know that. 
Yeah. I feel like we should all know how our taxes they sh- they should work. Uh, they should teach us that in high school. And there's there is uh oh definitely without a doubt there is I know in the last year or two there was uh some stories that came out about how um companies that will do your taxes for you. Mm-hmm. Um I can't think of anyone like TurboTax. TurboTax, yes. Companies like that they actually lobby to keep taxes as complicated as possible so that their service exists. Oh, duh. Yeah, so there actually have been times where they've tried to put things on the Senate floor to make taxes more simplistic, more straightforward, but they never get through because of things like that. Yeah, of course. It's like, well, it's like the same thing, same thing with legal. Like, lawyers, they want to keep the law as confusing in, like, wordplay as possible because that means you need a lawyer to read it and interpret it. Ah, see, I don't know about that. I mean, it's 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 a very it's a very simplistic way of putting it, but like if you if you read a legal document, it's so confusing and wordy and unnecessary. I just because you need someone to speak legalese. Yeah, you need somebody that um, understands the jargon of it. Um, I don't think it's that. I think it gets to a matter of with law is you can interpret it so many different ways that. The reason that law is such a profound uh, occupation, like I think right now it's what most people go to college for, something like that. Yeah. Or it's like the most sought after large scale job, like it increases in demand exponentially compared to everything else. I think, I'm pretty sure, I'm I'm fairly certain it's one of the largest things that people are studying for. Um, Yeah, my my taxes for last year were incredibly complicated because- you know, last year I had unemployment from the state of New York, right? Um, so I had to file that, state and federal, well, state taxes, literally. Um, I live in New Jersey, so I had to file state and federal for New Jersey. Um, I had a two-week contract job in August before I started my current job, so I had to file for that. I rode for Lyft, had to file for that. Now I have my current job I've been with since last August, and I work in New York, so I had to file state and federal taxes for that. So my dad's an accountant. He files on my taxes. So my taxes were done, um, my personal taxes, but I also own a single proprietor LLC. Yeah. So they need to get refiled for an amended tax return. So it's got to go through all over again. So taxes are fucking complicated. Yeah. Um, so, and you better damn be sure as, as, as my business grows, I'm going to find as many ways to pay as little taxes as I legally can. Especially in a state that demands, I think, I think New Jersey has one of the highest tax, um, income taxes. I believe so. I think it's, I think it's actually higher. It might be higher than New York's. And like, I understand, I understand people getting mad at companies like Amazon paid zero taxes in the past few years. Like video game companies don't pay taxes, like uh, EA maybe. Don't quote me on that. But right, and people get mad saying it's it's immoral for those companies to pay taxes. And I I understand that sentiment because a company, yeah, it 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 should be rather difficult for a company not to pay taxes like that. But for an individual, if you can cheat the system in the right way, I say power to you. Well, here's the thing about companies, because I know a lot of people do have an issue with that. And that's a very sort of common ground issue that I think a lot of people get behind is people with such a ridiculous excess in money don't pay taxes because they scam the system. But for companies, it's sort of like the way to understand it is 
if they the easiest way for them to not pay taxes is to not have a large increase in profits. Yeah. So, you know, one of two things, either the company is doing poorly, which they don't want, or the company is reinvesting that money into something else. So if you have a constant reinvestment, it's sort of like they really are paying the taxes because that means they're doing something for that business for it to grow and therefore create more jobs and things like that or better. Yeah. No, I, I, understand, I understand that sentiment too. Yeah. So that, that's just something to keep in mind. Like, yes, corporate bastards are a real thing, but for ridiculously large companies, if they're forcing their hand to play out to redevelop new things, then that isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Just because that's sort of, that's what kind of drives innovation. Yeah. In my, in my opinion, my opinion, money given to the government is just money wasted. Mm-hmm. But you have to do it. Yeah. And you should do it. For sure. So Yeah, the- exactly. Like if I probably had to randomly project how much money just gets wasted, I'd probably say like 45 to 60% of taxes is just wasted money. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was even a little bit more. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can you can def, you can loosely define wasted too, like how much of it goes to the military, how much of it goes to lobbyists, exactly. How much of it goes to the pockets of politicians, exactly. Because I think at a minimum, forty percent is probably paying people's paychecks in the yeah. military, in yeah. the postal service, yeah, things like that. Trump's golf, yeah, right. Like <laughs> uh, other senators' jets, like literally, literally stuff like that. Um, but speaking of businesses, The Apprentice, along with li- the licensing and endorsement deals that uh, flowed. Trump's expanding ce- uh, celebrity uh, brought Mr. Trump a total of $427.4 million. That's The Apprentice alone. New York Times analysis of the records found much of that money is invested in golf courses, which have not uh, have not have not panned out as a stable source of income for their exceeding costs, along with the money received from his father in the 1990s. Now, um, how much money he got from his parents, the Times investigation based on a vast trove of confidential tax returns and financial records revealed that Trump received an equivalent today of at least 413 million from his father's retail empire starting real estate, real estate empire starting when he was a toddler and continuing to this day much of this uh, money came from Mr. Trump because he helped his parents dodge taxes and speculate speculate by the times um, now his parents estate in general uh, the president's parents, Fred and Mary Trump, transferred over $1 billion in wealth to their children, which could have uh, produced a tax bill of at least $550 million under the 55% um, tax for the imposed on gifts and inheritances in the state of New York. Jesus. Now, Trump, is, Trump has siblings, so it's yeah. not like he got all of that $500 million. Yeah, but they're saying at least a billion. Yeah. You would have to pay five hundred and fifty million to the government just and, for just for dying. Yeah, and see that that's one thing is that um, a lot of people get confused about people's like net worth. Like Jeff Bezos is worth like what like twenty billion or something like that. I more than that. He's gonna be the first trillionaire. Oh yeah, he's worth all right. It's stupid amounts I, of money. I think he's passed over five hundred billion. Right? No, but I see we're gonna go here. Right? Like I, I've been thinking of this too. Right? Like that's his net worth is. That doesn't mean. He has $550 billion yeah. in his Wells Fargo account. Exactly. It means that everything that he owns personally is worth 
$550 billion. That means his cars, his houses, yeah. his clothes, his, his company. companies. Exactly. That is his worth. So it's not like he has that amount of money to just hand out. But when you talk about somebody's dying and what they inherit, they inherit all of the property, all the real estate, all of the everything. Yeah. So that is true that they get that amount of money or that much that amount of wealth. Yeah, they, they get the assets. Yeah, and they can exactly. choose they can do shit to do with them. Like my when my grandmother died, I don't know exactly how much her estate was because my parents didn't tell me. But um, my my grandmother had three houses: one in Massachusetts, one in Cape Cod, which is also Massachusetts, and another one in Florida. Uh, they sold the one in Braintree, they sold the one in the Cape, and then they kept the one in Florida. So out of that inheritance, they sold the asset. Yeah, and got the cash. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how it works. So that's what's interesting, right? Like people say like, you know, Bezos can end world hunger three times over. But yeah, then we wouldn't have Amazon. And another thing is, <laughs> you, you have to sell Amazon. Another thing is world hunger has already been solved. It's a matter of distribution. We're not going to go into that. No, um, so Trump, off that money, the Trumps pay a total of 52.2 million, which is about 5% according to the tax records. Lawyers and relatives have stated that their direct involvement in these filings never occurred. The tax professionals handled the filings according to the law and were clear uh, and were cleared by the IRS and the New York State tax authorities. So the first thing is sort of distance. They create distance with it. Yeah, no, no the family's just like, lawyers, just handle this. I don't want anything to do with it. Just tell me how it ends. Well, we didn't personally do it. The accountants and the lawyers did it. Yeah, but that, that cannot necessarily can't get you off the hook, though, can it? No. Yeah. Yeah. Of course not. Yeah. Um... So while in office, his personal businesses saw an uptick in profits at a Mar a Largo club in Palm Beach, Florida. A flood of new members starting in 2015 allowed him to pocket an additional five million a year from the businesses. Uh, business, excuse me, singular. In 2017, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association paid at least nearly almost four hundred thousand dollars to the Washington Hotel where the group held at least one event during its four-day World Summit in defense of persecuted Christians. Did I say persecuted? Yeah, persecuted. Persecuted Christians. So what does, that, what does all that mean? So like his businesses just made cash? It's essentially, yeah, It's they allude to the fact that this is essentially lobbying, where you have all these people join things that he owns, so the money doesn't directly go to him. It goes to his goes business. Goes to his business, which so, he doesn't own anymore because he's president. It goes to his kids. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. So it doesn't look like it's lobbying, but it is. It is. It's because of this, like, Donald Trump Sr. It says Donald Trump Jr. or Jared or Ivanka yeah. or whatever the other, Baron. You know, he's, even though he's a child. What uh, what a name. They <laughs> literally named their kid Baron. <laughs> Baron. Uh, they, uh, it was Baron Von Trump. <laughs> um, so when he took office, Trump said he would pursue no new foreign deals as president. In his first two years in the White House, his revenue from abroad totaled $73 million, So I guess he lied. Um, and while much of that money was from his golf properties in Scotland and Ireland... Uh, some came from licensing deals in countries where authoritarian-leaning leaders, leaders or thorny geopolitics, such as three million from the Philippines, two point three million from India, and one million from Turkey. So those are literally examples of him doing more foreign deals. Yeah. Now, 
Oh, okay, here's next. Here's next point I was gonna bring up. I didn't know we had it in here. So, for reference, in 2017, the president's $750 contribute contri- contribution to the operations of the U.S. government was dwarfed by the 50, almost 60, uh, 15.6 thousand. Um, he or his companies paid in Panama, 145,000 in India, and a hundred, almost 157 thousand dollars in the Philippines. This motherfucker paid astronomically higher prices and taxes in other countries yeah so with that that money in return it's kind of like well how can you only pay 750 dollars in the u.s yeah where most of your businesses are yeah well here's my thing right so if he's if he's so against paying u.s taxes how come he's so willing to pay foreign taxes is it just cheaper because it's like no at least is this fifteen thousand dollars american fifteen thousand panamanian american it's got the american symbol american symbol okay so like that confuses me. Because how can... Because that's how much money he spent to get the licensing agreements okay. to be able to do things. So there. how come he couldn't cheat that system? Allegedly. Well, it's a different system. That's him directly paying the government to get those licensing. That's kind of... So it's not really, it's not really taxes. It's just... It's like a, You're paying that much to license things. Okay, yeah. so, they, so that's, that's 16000 isn't in taxes. It's just like a, like, a, like, a, like a cost. A licensing fee, yeah. Licensing. Exactly. Okay, it's a fee. Gotcha, it's a fee. It'd be something like that. And so, um, and then you have him making like roughly $6 million from all those deals. And it's like, okay, well, how do you pay $750 in taxes? You don't. <laughs> you, you don't. Uh, New York Times is the only one with the direct source to these returns. Uh, so take with a grain of salt because... You know we do. Good good writing, Nash. Yeah, uh, so that's why that's why it's relevant. Uh, the source is not specific, and they haven't released the actual first-hand evidence of the documents. That being said, uh, if this is correct, um, it's more important for two possible reasons, Nash. Well, he either lied to the American people or he lied to the IRS. Uh, which one's worse? Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a tough question personally lying to the irs is always worse than lying to anybody you know because those bastards don't forget but that that's kind of the big point because it if any of this is true he's either you know first he's lied to the american people by saying that he's a successful businessman because if he didn't lie to the irs and this is the actual amount of money that he had to pay in taxes that means he's making little to no money on any of the businesses that he has, and he's a part of hundreds of them. Yeah. So he's a pretty terrible businessman. Um, whereas if he lied to the IRS, then he has to deal with getting audited for ignorant amounts of money, and that's a crime. And that's a crime that doesn't go away. If you commit tax fraud, there's no limitation, statute of limitations on committing tax fraud. Mm-hmm. So you can go. You can go to prison. <laughs> Could you imagine if Donald Trump gets is, goes to prison <laughs> because of tax fraud? Because of tax fraud, I just want to see. That's how they got Capone. <laughs> I just want to see a video of Wesley Snipes just laughing his ass off. You too, motherfucker. You too. <laughs> see you in Blade. <laughs> it was Blade, right? Wesley, Wesley Snipes? Snipes was Blade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I got him in Blade when I'm confused. Um. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Harrison Ford, I, I, Blade Runner. <laughs> dude, I haven't seen either of the movies, so I got them confused pretty easily. Oh, great movies. <laughs> All right. So, why is any of this even being suggested? Why is it brought up? Why does it matter? Uh, the amount he has paid in office is public knowledge. So that's actually true. Um, and 
that's something that sort of people know. Anybody can know. So that's sort of the verifiable part of this. Yeah. Um, but this more interesting thing is that there aren't any legal ramifications for showing your taxes if you want to be president, except for very recently. Um, but it's kind of funny um, just because in 1973, the Providence Journal reported that Richard Nixon had paid $792.81 in 1970. So he literally paid in 1970 $792, that amount, with an income of $200,000. Uh, because of the leak after Nixon had donated his presidential papers, uh, presidents and presidential candidates would make their tax returns available to the public. People got so mad that that became the standard. When you ran for president, you gave everybody your tax returns because Nixon had clearly eluded the IRS. Yeah. It's like you do it in good faith. There's no actual legal precedent for it. Yeah. Gotcha. But now, in 2019, California created a new law um, that if a presidential candidate or a governor doesn't release their uh, tax returns, <clears throat> their name is excluded from ballots. That's not going to happen. What? Trump's not going to be off the ballot in California. No, he legally is. That's a law well, in California. We know who's getting those votes. Well, Joe so, Jorgensen, you're up. So he has to release them if he wants his name on the on the ballot. I assume you can still write Wait, him but in. He, he didn't do it in 2016, though. Exactly. The law didn't, wasn't a thing until 2019. Okay, copy, copy. And uh, the New York law, which also happened in 2019, that the State Department of Tax and Finance can release any state tax return for requested uh, by the leaders of the House of Ways and Means Committee, the Senate Finance Committee, or the Joint Committee on Taxation for any, as they quote, specific and legitimate legislative purposes. That's not vague at all. Well, that's the most important one because Trump is... New York. Yeah. So that's the most relevant to him. So if pretty much anybody asks for your tax right, tax returns, the uh, New York State can just give it to him. So they don't even need Trump to do it. So I could like just ask for whoever's tax returns in New York and they'll just give it to me? No, not to you because you're not part of these committees. But oh. if any of these committees want to know and they ask, they'll get them from New York. Oh, that's pretty crazy. So that's kind of now that there are actual laws in place, it becomes much trickier and you probably always should do it as a person. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, that, that's, those are some pretty funk, especially the New York was a pretty funky law. Um, but it's a power check to politicians, mm -hmm. right? It's to say, Hey, if you want to become president, if you want to be, have the ability to become president in the state of New York, if you want New Yorkers to vote for you, you got to prove you're not breaking the law. Oh, that's the thing. It's not even for presidents. It's for anybody. It's for anybody. As long as it's relative to legitimate legislative purposes. So they could get my tax returns. Yeah, if it was important for legislative purposes. Essentially, any they, you know, yeah. senator, any right, 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 congressman. Right. See, I don't mind that either. If you if you want to run for public office, you got to prove you're not going to do some state shit. I mean, you don't have to, but they should be able to look look for it. Yeah, because the real issue I have isn't necessarily dodging taxes um, because you don't really know where they're going or how they're being used. So I can see a fair argument there, but essentially ensuring that they're not being used for like lobbying, like to lobby. Yeah. 
That's the biggest issue. And that's Come on, where Nash. The... No, no one does that. Wink, <laughs> wink smile, smile. <laughs> that's just where all the corruption happens, and it's just kind of blatantly evident now, assuming that all of this is accurate. Because that is a lot of information um, without enough fine details. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Times' word on this one for multiple reasons which we discussed earlier. So I guess it, it, you're, you're losing so much if you lie. Um, but yeah, it's not set in stone fact because we don't haven't seen the actual actual papers. Yeah, the actual documents. There would be a lot of documents. Yeah, that's a lot of pages. Mine were like six pages is for New York State. And that was one year. Yeah, so I can't. Imagine. And I, I don't have a million businesses. <laughs> yeah, that was just. That was just me yeah, exactly. <laughs> as a man. I, I, as a human, I can't imagine what 15 years <laughs> over 100 companies looks like. Yeah, it's like, see that Nixon book behind you? It's like that much for, <laughs> for one golf course <laughs> for seven years. That, that, that was another thing that a lot of people are pointing to is also he's making, you know, the Secret Service has to pay the U.S. government. Which is which means taxpayer dollars go to have to pay for every time he goes golfing. Yeah, I've seen a number. It's like one hundred forty-one million dollars or something for all the time he's gone golfing. Yeah, that's all taxpayer money. Yeah, you pay for the secret service, some of the transport, like literally anything you can think of on a golf course, like the beer he gets, all that's taxpayer money. And the golf carts that they rent, and so it's like you you probably got to pay. Well, one because right if the Trump's golfing, right. At his golf course, and he's charging the Secret Service. I mean, you can't imagine that anyone else is even allowed to golf that day on that course. Yeah. Right? So, like, he probably just doesn't get, like, if, it's, if a round of golf is, like, 100 bucks for one person. Well, to rent out the whole place. He, probably, he has yeah. to rent out the whole place. So, I mean, if no one else can golf, he's probably going to buy, okay, we get, like, probably X amount average on this day but of the week. You got to pay that much just to golf. Yeah. And it's his business. He's like, Sure. Yeah, you can charge as much as you want. It's a write-off! With your money. Yeah, with your money. Fuck, fucking taxes. Alright, so yeah. Um, so yeah, fuck you, Trump. Because that's kind of the insane thing to think about is that he makes money by him going to golf on his golf course. Yeah. So it, it literally, From taxpayers. It literally incentivizes him to go golfing. Yeah. Well, it's not his money, Nash. It's just his kids. It goes to his kids. It goes to his kids. Yeah, right. And as soon as he's out of office, guess who gets that business back? <laughs> the Dawn. <laughs> God damn it, dude. Just when you thought 2020 couldn't get any weirder, um, this this happens. What does this mean for the election? Um, I think it's going to be pretty bad news. And a lot of people are going to bring up the timing. Um, this isn't an out-of-nowhere issue. It's sort of... It's literally been going on since he's... Before he was in office. Yeah. There's been an issue. He's got multiple, I think, lawsuits pending against him about yeah. his tax returns. Um, so this isn't really out-of-nowhere. Is it specifically timed? Yeah, I think so. Does that bother you? Not really. Yeah, no. it, honestly, it doesn't really bother me either. Like, I, knowing me as much as I think I do, that's like saying like they're, they're releasing this strictly for political means at this time. 
that sounds like something I would be like, no, fuck you for. Yeah. But surprisingly, I'm kind of like, no, you can you can release a story whenever you want. And it's not like it's not like time specific. You know what I mean? It's not like you're releasing on uh, a murder three weeks after it happens. And you knew about it. You know, it's not like you're sitting on that kind of a story. Yeah. Like, it, you can sit on a story. That bit makes sense to me in a business-wise. I would assume that um, they definitely were going to release something about this before the election. But for me, it kind of feels like they wanted to wait a little bit longer. Um, just because how kind of little information there is. Yeah. Sort of in it. And... Uh, I think they decided just with the Ruth Bader Ginsburg thing recently. I think they were just like, yeah, we should probably just pull the trigger on this. Because yeah. it won't get buried under that. Because it's been a few days after. That's another thing. She, he nominated um, a woman, some, some Amy something Barrett. A very religious person. Now, we did our show last week on the Supreme Court a nomination. And... I haven't heard anybody on either side of the aisle, because you know, listen to a bunch of different people, explain it how, in this most simplistic way that we explained it. Like, it made me think, are we, are we, did we miss, miss something? Do I not understand something? Like, no one's really talking about the hypocrisy of the Democrats. It's all the hypocrisy of the Republicans and how there's different um, precedents that were previously set. And that, you know, on average, it takes about 70 days to get a Supreme Court nominated and passed through. Yeah, like the quickest one um, that's happened was the one before this in Trump's presidency that I think happened in like 54 days. This one, they only had, I think, like 41 total. 40-ish, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's just like, I don't understand how people don't see how this is such like a clear that's I'm missing something. Seriously, it's like a clear cut and dry issue. Like, listen, Trump is a president. He makes a nomination, and it's up to the Senate to approve that nomination. Like, there's nothing else matters. Yeah. Like, you can talk about the power grabs and what it means all you want. That's definitely relevant, but it doesn't matter because that's how the law works. It's his pick, and if it gets approved, it gets approved. It's literally nothing you can do about it. Yeah, and I'm fairly certain historically this is just how it happens. Like, I'm pretty sure this is this has happened like a lot. Yeah. And they almost always go through when they have the majority. Yeah. Like a ridiculously high amount. Like a lot of Supreme Court justices have been appointed with roughly the same circumstances. And they always get approved. Like it's not. It, people are going to try to skew history and make up something like, oh, this is unprecedented. It's like but really the time frame is only unprecedented. This type of thing happens all the time. Yeah. Um. So... Well, we'll see what happens. You know, I, I don't know anything about this woman, Amy, whatever, Barrett. Uh, I know she's a heavy Christian, which scares me. Um, because religion has no place in politics. Religion has no place in policy, no matter what religion it is. Um, you know, they're saying it's a big proponent that's going to reverse Roe v. Wade. Now, based on her history, she is anti-abortion, but she's not 100% against Roe v. Wade. She has come out and said like, she doesn't think the Supreme Court will ever overrule Roe v. Wade. Um, you know things like that. You know that they're saying they're gonna because you they Supreme Court is revisiting the Affordable Care Act on November tenth. Yeah. So they're saying Obamacare, bye. Pre-existing conditions. That's a problem. An insurance company shouldn't be able to not give you insurance because of pre-existing conditions. That's literally the point of insurance. 
Yeah. So I don't want Trump to have this nomination either. Because I have little stake in the game. If I don't if I if I can be discriminated because my pre-existing condition, I'm not gonna get health care. You'd be out of your mind to give me health care. Yeah, it's kind of bad. So I don't want this woman to be on the Supreme Court, but I recognize that this is how the law is, and this is Trump's pick. I don't like it, but that's the way it is. Yeah. That's not necessarily the issue of it's not really the issue at hand. It's kind of like the more time you spend on this, like you're just wasting a lot of time on something better. Yeah. So speaking of something better, Nash, let's bump over to uh, real quick. Uh, Trump said, kind of. Oh yeah. Oh, depending, Jesus. depending, depending who you ask, what did Trump say about the peaceful transference of power um, after the election? Now, Nash, kind of correct me if I'm wrong. If Trump wins. There is no peaceful transfer of power. Everything just remains the same. There is, well, or it, not necessarily, because I think you're going to say it's because there is no transfer of power. The power right. remains the same. Right. It's not like he's going to like pick it, pick someone else for I me. Mean, he could, but right, like his cabinet members aren't going to get swapped out and someone steps down. Yeah, or he trans- someone. transfer something else replaces what yeah, was. The so. old president comes to the new president. So, in an interview, Trump was verbatim asked if he loses, would he? take part in the precedent of the peaceful transition of power from one president to another. And he said, what did he say? He said, I know for sure he said he'd have to consider what happened. And then he said, no. He he pretty much said no. Yeah. Now, he didn't say he'd be violent. He just said primarily he'd have to wait and see. And that he probably wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I'm, I'm not I'm not going to run with this like a lot of the left wing media is. A lot of people are. I'm not going to say they're I'm not going to say they're wrong for running with it either. What I'm going to say is, he to me, he's saying let's wait until the election happens first. Yeah, exactly. Because I guess you get the political aspect of well, if you if you see him saying. Yes, that's sort of admitting that he he's going to lose. Him, he might lose, which you know, not a good look. Yeah, exactly. What's the first rule of politics? You're always going to win. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, duh, he's not going to give up the peaceful transfer because he thinks he's going to win. Because yeah, because I'm pretty sure he said he doesn't think there'll be a transfer because because be he's pre- assuming exactly. he's going to win. Yeah. Now, that being said, I got that out of the way. Whew. Look at my shoulders. If he loses. There is not a doubt in my mind he is going to transition peacefully. Zero chance. Zero percent chance he is going to transition peacefully. I don't think he would. Because I don't think he'd have enough supporters. He's also hinted that this election might end up going to the Supreme Court. (laughs) Hasn't he like, hasn't he like put in like a third of the Supreme uh, yeah. Court. After, like after, after, after this, assuming this new justice gets in, he will have three justices, maybe four. And his nine? Yeah. So I think he he had three. You know how fucking crazy <laughs> that is? He put in a third of the Supreme Court. <laughs> so, because that's essentially what he's, he's setting up for. That's the, that's the Republicans ace in the hole right now. But I don't think that's something he can rely on. 
Of course not. I genuinely don't think the Supreme Court doesn't work like that. Well, the oh no, correction, Nash. The Supreme Court isn't supposed to work like that. The Supreme Court is supposed to take the Constitution and apply. Yeah. Right, but they don't. Since when? Not because then. Okay, so why is it such a big deal that this woman elected, uh, nominated, is a Republican? Why is it such a big deal that Brett Kavanaugh was a Republican? Why is it such a big deal that Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a, a liberal? Why is it such a big deal that so many different people are liberal or Republican? It's not supposed to matter. Because well, no, it does because it's essentially how you interpret the law. But all of their opinions stay within the confines of the Constitution. They don't. It's supposed to. You say that, but you can't give me an example of when it doesn't. That's my only issue, and historically, it's always it always remains the same. That these people are genuinely the least likely to have the bias remain when they because this is the thing. If you promise, you know, if you make a deal with somebody to be justice, like okay, if I get you in, you're gonna have my back. Yeah, okay. Guess what? Once they're in. That means nothing. They're in forever. Yeah, they're it in doesn't forever. matter. They're, whatever deal they made is irrelevant because they're in. So they don't have to get, they can't really get bribed. That, so that's why there's no term limits. Yeah. And that's, mm. that's why it doesn't, that's why I think it's the least corruptible side of the U.S. government because nobody really does that. It would be pretty blatantly obvious if they violated the Constitution, because yeah. it'd be very easy to point out in their argument how they did. Yeah. Because everything that they do, every argument they make is based off of their own personal interpretation of the Constitution. So they have to make arguments. They have to be very explicit in why they came to the conclusions they did. Even if they disagree with the ruling, they still say those arguments. Yeah. So people understand. So yeah. I don't think that that's going to help him. I don't see, I don't necessarily see how it could. It could. Doesn't it, mean it's going to. It could, but it's the sort of like the least likely thing to happen. Yeah, it's like, it's like the most, it's like the poorest ace in the hole. Your ace in the hole is Brucey from fucking, uh, <laughs> from uh, Mean Machine. Long as you are with Adam Sandler. <laughs> Brucey's time, Brucey's time to shine. <laughs> I knew you should have eaten that popcorn. But anyway, um, so let's say Trump loses, doesn't have a peaceful transfer, refuses to leave. What then? What happens? Well, see the thing if if he loses, um, let's get you know let's understand this first how he won. He didn't even win the popular vote the first time. Yeah. So if he loses, that means he got even less than the amount of people he got the first time. I just don't think he would have enough strong supporters for anything to actually come of it that would be that detrimental. Yeah. I genuinely don't. Yeah, I think... Although I can't... Mitch McConnell's going to turn on him. Lindsey Graham's going to turn on him. Ted Cruz is going to turn on him. You think, or are you I don't think. Hypothet- I, hy- a hypothetical. I'm saying, hy- like, hypothetically, do you see either that happening? I don't think they would want to. Well, here's the thing, because this is this is this is going to be their moral dilemma, and little dilemma, right? Morally, they're not going to want to side with them because they have an uphold to the Constitution, well, right? I think it's more of a pragmatic one where... No, 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 it's also pragmatic because my, my second point is 
if they go against him, they lose power. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Because they could reform it, and those are people that haven't always been with him. Most of the Republican Party was against him until he was the front runner. Until, until and, he won. And still, yeah, exactly. And a lot of people, even when he was the front runner, were against him. I don't think, you know, I, I essentially think you'd see like a resurgence in Mitt Romney's sort, sort of attitude. Yeah, no, I agree. I do agree with there because, you know, Mitt Romney, he, he, uh, he voted against, he voted for the impeachment. Uh, but now he's back on the other side saying, I think we should nominate a new Supreme Court justice. Yeah. So that that doesn't view me as he flip flops. That view me as he's principled. Exactly. He's probably one of the least corrupted person in politics. He's a Mormon. Come on now. He has how he has a how very many, practicing Mormon. He has how many wives? You can't do. You can't okay, be. You, that's can't, not, no, no. <laughs> you can't be immoral. That I, many wives. He, has, he gets that all question out somewhere, baby. I, I didn't say that. <laughs> I did. Yeah, but um, I guess final thought. Now, Biden. Didn't say this. Yeah. But his supporters and a lot of the people who are saying, I can't believe Trump just said that, have said the exact same thing about Biden. I can't tell you how many tweets, how many Facebook posts, how many things I've seen, how many memes I've seen that said, under no circumstances whatsoever should Biden concede. Now, isn't that the same thing as not giving up? Isn't that the same thing as not pressing the tradition of peaceful transfer of power? No, because that's it could be a legal argument that that is, at the at the minimum that's sort of like you take it to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Um, now Biden did not say that. Let me be clear. Yeah, uh, I have not seen or heard Biden say he would not concede. But people who are complaining that Trump said he wouldn't concede are also saying the exact thing that Biden shouldn't concede. So hypocrisy, it's there. Yeah, no, definitely there. It's, it's always there, and I think that would be sort of. The definition of lambs to a slaughter. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you want, if you're going to say you're not going to concede, even if it's clear that he won, then you're straight up going to incite more violence to, honestly, a group of people that aren't very good at being violent. Yeah, not only is it political suicide, but everyone who follows you, it's political suicide for them too. Yeah, well, it's just suicide for them. Yeah. So, I don't know, Nash. These next 37, 36 days, it's going to be bad. It's going to be dirty. It's going to be ugly. And then after the election, it's going to be even worse. It's going to be dirtier. It's going to be uglier. It is going to be a bumpy ride until July, uh, July, June 20th, 2021, when the same or new president puts his goddamn hand on that stupid Bible and gives an oath to the Constitution, which he's not going to uphold anyway. But we will be there every step of the way, covering all the madness, because this has been episode number 60 of the You Mad Bro Podcast. Nash, just just, just, just pay your taxes. I, I do pay my taxes. Just pay. Your, I know you're from a state where you don't really have them, but just just pay them. Sales tax. Sales tax. Yeah, that happens. That's the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to episode 60 of the You Mad Pro Podcast. Bro, just pay your fucking taxes. Um, you can find me paying my taxes at BiggestPodcastSolutions.com, baby. Uh, you Mad Pro Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube for all the goody goodies. All the our archives are in and BiggestPodcastSolutions.com. Go listen to our most liked episode, The Tease for Transgender. That's episode number two of this podcast of course episode number one really? was our Game of Thrones no, that was number one number two is uh, I Swear I'm Not Right Wing 
And number three is followed up by um, the two episodes of the Younger Half Pod, the episode of the Younger Half Podcast. So, I love it. This podcast is growing. I'm very happy you guys are here with us. Make sure you go follow us. Tell us what you want to hear. What stories do you want us to cover next week? What are you mad about? If you want to be a guest on this show, make sure you reach out to me at Will Tarash at and Thomas A-R-A-S-H-U-K. On Instagram or Facebook, you are welcome on this show. We record every Monday night at 7, 8, 9 o'clock, depending on what we're doing that day. And depending on your schedule, we're very flexible. We record Monday evenings. All opinions are welcome, but none will be disqualified. Yeah, that's right. My Nash. What is your favorite topping of ice cream? Favorite ice cream topping? No, topping, topping of ice cream. What? Topping of ice cream. Ice so, cream topping. I said yeah, it Yeah, I know. It's ice cream topping. <laughs> That's kind of a tough one. I guess caramel? I don't know. I don't really like topping. Caramel, baby. All right. I see how you roll. We'll be back next week as long as... You stay.